Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Hey, you guys, welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Minute. I've got, I think, kind of an interesting episode for you today. You know, I recently did something a little different in my Monday night class. And if you're a listener, you know that this podcast is just a recording of my live Monday night meditation class every week. And normally, I do a three-week series. That's why there's always part one, part two, part three of a topic on a podcast. And then I have these off weeks. And the off weeks, I tend to do just a one-off topic that I talk about once rather than break down into three parts. But recently, I decided to use that off week as a Q&A. And I did it because, you know, my Monday night group is a small, very regular, consistent group of practitioners. We know each other's names. We chat before and after class. There's a bit of community there. And I really am intentionally working to foster community this year in 2022. It's something that I hold as a very dear value and something that I really feel a shift or a bit of loss since we've all been working from home. You know, my studio closed and all of my teachings now are virtual. And so I'm really working to foster senses of connection and community in my work and in my life. So this recording is me introducing that once a month we're going to do these sort of Q&A sessions, which is less about me teaching and more about group discussion. Now, I cut out the actual group discussion because I want to hold that as safe, sacred space for the people in my live class. So what you're going to hear tonight or today is my explanation of why I am working so tirelessly to create and hold community space and why it might matter for you as well. And then, of course, we will have a 20-minute meditation. So you'll hear my intro, we'll cut out all the chatter, and then we'll get right into a meditation tonight. And I just wanted to take a minute to say ahead of the discussion that if this resonates with you, when you hear this and you start to really dive into the idea of why community itself is a sacred teaching within meditation practice, there are options for you, even if you can't join my live class. I know, you know, I'm in a very specific time zone. We all are. Maybe the timing doesn't work for you. That's fine. Certainly, you could form your own community. 
invite a couple of friends who are interested in meditating with you. You don't have to meditate together even, but maybe once a month you get together and just have a conversation around it or trade emails or some fostering of discussion around the practice. The other option, of course, is I invite you to join my little online community that I have created this year. It's not on social media. It's on its own platform. It's called Meditate with Meryl. You'll find the link in the show notes or on my website. And the idea there is exactly what I'm talking about in this podcast episode. It's a place to foster conversation and connection. So if you do join me, I hope you'll post stuff like, celebrate your wins, ask your questions, just share the random comment of your practice from the day. Because this is what helps to build a vibrant, supportive, interesting community. So before we get in, I just want to take one last second to do a special shout out. Thank you to Baron Fig. Baron Fig's line of tools for thinkers includes guided journals, notebooks, writing instruments, bags, accessories, and so much more. As an avid journaler, I use and love their guided meditation journal. You even hear me mention journaling again in today's episode. I also use their dream journal and their basic notebooks. Get one for yourself at baronfig.com. All right, y'all, let's talk about community. Tonight's class is maybe a bit of a departure from what we normally do. And, you know, the idea for it really started bubbling a couple months ago. I was able to go to a talk that was hosted by a friend, actually Lori King, who some of you will recognize her name because she meditates with us on Mondays occasionally. And it was a talk given by a Muskogee man who was able to buy back some of his ancestral lands right on the Georgia-Alabama border. And for the last many years, he has been building this eco-village on the land for Muskegee people. And one tenet of living in this village is that you have to be willing to speak the Muskegee language. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, like most indigenous languages in this country, they're at risk for disappearing because there are not many indigenous speakers anymore. And they're working to bring this language back. And so the man who's the founder of this village said that he learned from his relatives while living on their reservation in Oklahoma. And it wasn't until he moved back onto his ancestral lands that the language began to make sense to him. And the way he described it was that their relationship of the land is a coveted one. They have a covenant with the land. This land, the specific land, in this climate, this temperature, these plants, these animals. And the way that they speak is so woven into the land that they hold covenant with that it doesn't make sense out of place. Unrelated, I was listening to a talk by a different indigenous person who's from a tribe in the Northeast, I believe. And he was also talking about language. And one of the differences that he really pays attention to between English and their language, he said, you know, when you talk about carbon dioxide, you talk about it in the most scientific way possible, right? It's the actual naming of the molecules that make this thing up. 
carbon dioxide. And he said, in our language, the word that we use would more directly translate to the air that trees breathe. And again, I thought like, how tied to the land, how specific to the people that are engaging that use of the word. Like if you walked out to your neighbor and you're like, oh, this air that the tree breathes, they would have no idea you were talking about carbon dioxide, right? They'd be like, that's a poetic thing to say. Okay. So these conversations are floating in my head. And then this last week, I had the opportunity to go to the mountains with friends, good friends that we travel with quite often. Our kids are friends. We spend a lot of time together. And one of the people in the group, like very casually at dinner said, oh, so Meryl, tell us about your meditation practice. And none of the, these lovely, lovely friends are meditators. And I'm like fumbling for words because if it was y'all, I would be like, well, I visit the cave of my heart every day. And sometimes I meditate with wind and sometimes with fire. Sometimes I just sit in silence. You know, I could talk for hours. But with these people who I love but don't explore the same terrain I do, I was like, do I use the word cave of the heart? Like, are they going to get what that means? And so all of this brings me to how valuable it is to be able to talk about the practice that you explore with people who might understand the language that you use. And it's one of the reasons we journal is so we can write whatever we want to write without any need to be like, oh, is this weird? Should I not say it this way? Or this is so illogical. Why would I even say this? In your journal, you can put anything. But I also think there's value in the communication that happens in group, potentially. But we'll take just a moment to shift from community and discussion into our practice of stillness. And as you wiggle around and find your comfortable seat for tonight's meditation, you might just sort of acknowledge that even as you sit by yourself at home. You also sit in a circle of meditators who know your face and your name, who are glad to see you every Monday night that you're able to show up, and who on some elemental language, speak the same language as you. And as you let that awareness sink in, let's just take a breath together. So we'll breathe in deeply. Opening up the mouth, releasing a sigh. And we'll just do that once again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And with your next breath, you begin to breathe naturally. I'm feeling these first few inhales and exhales as they flow unimpeded. 
perhaps with a bit of a smile to yourself, you'll say, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as the fullness of that statement sinks in, you notice if you can sit a little more deeply. If there are any parts of your body that you are holding up. And instead, you'll invite yourself to sit all the way down. Allowing the chair or the cushion beneath you to fully support you. to trace up the length of your spine, allowing you to sit tall and awake. You might notice you can roll your shoulder blades back and down. But that you can lift the crown of your head just a bit. And as you breathe, you smooth out and broaden across your forehead. Softening the skin around the eyes. Letting go along the hinge of the jaw. The inside of the cheeks. And even the tongue. You'll feel your chest rise and fall as you breathe. You might just take a moment here to simply notice how it feels in the center of your chest tonight. Gradually, your awareness moves down to your belly.
And maybe you notice that as you breathe in, your belly expands. And as you breathe out, your belly contracts. You don't need to exaggerate or force. I'm just feeling the natural flow of your breath. And it's this feeling of breath moving. And that holds us in our practice. So in a moment, we'll settle into a period of silence. each just focus on the language of meditation, which is the breath. Letting yourself feel each inhale and each exhale. And the thoughts, the images, the daydreams. We just notice them with a smile. Let's sit and breathe here together for a bit.
Feeling your breath here. Noticing exactly where your mind is in this moment. Gradually, you'll allow your breath to deepen. Letting your inhale become a little fuller. Your exhale a little more complete. You'll straighten up your spine if you've slumped over, letting your shoulder blades roll back and down. And as you take in just this last few seconds of your practice, you also take in those that are meditating with you in this moment. And the breath that you breathe is the breath that we breathe. And so in community and in kinship, we'll take a deep breath in together through the nose. We'll open up the mouth and release a sigh. And you'll bow your chin down to your chest, simply acknowledging yourself and the time that you carved out to practice. And at the same time, acknowledging those that chose to practice with you tonight. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app, Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.